world. It's pass first point guard and Blazer beat writer Mike Richmond. You're listening to another episode of Locked on Blazers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts. In today's show, we're going to talk about the Blazers' big win over the Pistons on Saturday night. Why a win over a bunch of players that don't belong in the NBA is proof the Blazers are going to win the title this year. Get your tickets ready. The parade's coming in July. Just kidding. The Blazers played a back-to-back on Sunday night, and they got smokes by the Miami Heat. They lost 107-98. And it's more of the same here, a deja vu episode. The Blazers still can't beat good teams. It's what they do. The last time I spoke to you in this space, I recorded a podcast titled The Blazers Can't Beat Good Teams. (laughs) They rolled over a Pistons team missing Jeremy Grant. Wahoo. Then they played a good team, the 27-25 Miami Heat, sixth place in the East. And they got walloped. Blazers lost 107-98, but it wasn't that close. The Blazers waved the white flag in the final five minutes, and then the bench trimmed 10 points off the lead. Made it not look like a 20-point ass-whooping and turn it into uh, respectable? I don't know. Respectable. Maybe respectable in the box score. Respectable in the margin. Not a respectable game, though. This was a strange game. Um, the Blazers just, their offense sucked. Their, def- their defense is always bad, so like the defense wasn't good. They, they didn't really slow down the heat. But the offense was awful against a good defensive team, but they just they could not get going. Dame took 10 shots in 37 minutes, and for just the second time in his NBA career, did not make a two-point basket. 0 for 2 inside the arc. He only attempted, by, uh, by my count, four shots inside the arc. Two of them he got fouled, one in the first half, uh, one in the first quarter, one in the second quarter, and then he, uh, or excuse me, one in the first quarter, one in the third quarter, and then he started the fourth quarter, he kind of attacked the rim a couple times but didn't finish in the paint, but he finished 3 for 10, 12 points. But instead of going over this game, like, we don't need to revisit this, and we don't need to, if you want to hear my rant about how the Blazers can't be good teams, it's it's literally sitting in your podcast feed right before this one. We don't need to revisit that. In fact, I'm going to do something a little bit different in this very episode. I'm turning it over to you, dear listeners. I put out the call on Twitter asking, right after the Blazers lost this game to the Heat, uh, the the vibes are bad in Rip City. So I turned it over to the listeners and I said, y'all, what would you do? If If you are coaching this team or if you are running this team, what would you do? Short of firing Terry Stotts. I know that's the thing everyone wants to do. And I think, quite frankly, that's going to take care of itself. See you in the offseason. We'll, we will get there. So, it, you know, short of, short of like a, a surprising news, sort of a, a change in leadership of by the time I hit publish on this bad boy, that's not going to happen. They're not going to fire the coach midstream. He's going he's gonna to lose his job in the summertime. It, it seems inevitable at this point. But I turned it over to the listeners, and I asked for reasonable solutions to make this team better. Because right now, they're not good. Um, and it's not that they're not, it's not just that they're not good. It's that they are uh, not competitive against good teams. Any team with, with postseason plans, the Blazers are not competitive against. They get sent home early, as Damian Lillard put it. One thing I've been thinking watching this, before we get into the solutions, is... Um, you know, a lot of people have said, like, I can't, you know, if, if I can't believe there weren't fans in the stadium for that dunk. I can't believe there fan, weren't fans in the stadium for that for that uh, three-pointer. And I feel that, right? Like, I think I'm excited for life to get back to a place where there's, you know, f- uh, filled arenas and stuff like that. It's one of the things I really, really look forward to in this world. But <laughs> I also wish there was a, I wish there was a uh, fans in the arena so they could do that sort of restless jeering that they do when the team is playing like crap. Like, middle of third quarter, down 20, had a couple 
bad offensive trips in a row, and the arena gets gets collectively loud in frustration. That's what I want. I want Rip City to have that moment to be collectively frustrated because, quite frankly, dear listeners, I, I read your emails, emails and your tweets. I know you're I know you're frustrated, and if you're not, bless you because if you you have the ability to stay positive during this season or not or not get you know down on this team during this season, you're um, we all could use some of your of your positive vibes. So let's get into the solutions. I'm just going to, I'm going to read through, I've organized them a little bit, but I'm going to read through the solutions from the fans themselves. Of course, let me reiterate again, none of them are firing the coach. So if you sent me a tweet, tell them to fire the coach. You miss the point. The first solution is less mellow as, as presented by Tyler Buckland at Tyler Buckland on Twitter, who says mellow shouldn't play at all. Randy Powell offers a solution where you Drop at Randy Powell 625 on Twitter offers a solution where you drop Mello out of the uh, rotation such that it's Dame, CJ, Norman, Rocco, and Nurk to start. And then you only bring three guys off the bench, Derek Jones Jr. and Nazir Little, with sprinkling in a little bit of Rondi Hellas Jefferson and Anthony Simons if you need their minutes in there. But it's but as Randy points out, it's pretty clear that it needs to be an eight or nine man rotation at this point, and Mello isn't giving enough. Scott at ScottPTB30 on Twitter offers this solution. It's beating a dead horse, but the mellow minutes really undermine whatever defensive potential this team might have. It's too hard to keep the mellow canter pairing away from each other and they're both when they're both in the second unit. Give Nas and Derek Jones Jr. all of Mellow's minutes. So I agree with y'all for the most part, but here, here's the best solution from listener Bronny James Dio at Bob underscore Deager on Twitter who says, anytime Mello misses three shots in a row, he's done for the night. It's perfect. It's perfect. I, I actually, I, I really love this plan because whenever the, the Blazers were going to become stewards of, of Mello's legacy, it was going to be a problem, right? They, that just meant he had a guaranteed playing time and Stotts has not shown any willingness, he kind of had it in the middle of the season, but has has gone away from it now. Like any willingness to just cut cut Mello's role to say, hey, you gave us your first shift, eight minutes in the first half, and you sucked. So you don't get to play in the second half. Some of it is I don't think he likes what he sees from Nazir Little and Derek Jones Jr. But um you, you know, you're just when you're bad and you don't try stuff new, that's on you. Hence me crowdsourcing a bunch of solutions. But I, I'm with you. Mello just he's um, I know one listener got really mad at me for saying Mello doesn't need to, shouldn't play very much. And now I'm doing a whole, like, you know, five minutes on it, but whatever. Sorry, dear listener. I, I forget your name off the top of my head, but, um, I'm, I'm doing it again. Yeah. M- Mello is when he was good about a month ago, he was a really efficient knockdown shooter. He was, he was, he was posting up against mismatches and he was becoming a, a good spot up shooter and he was kind of taking more spot ups trailing in transition spacing you know to the to the left wing where he prefers and he was good he was he, he, above average true shooting percentage he's shooting above average from three on the year like he's an efficient he was an efficient shooter but he's not that now and when he isn't that it's he doesn't give you anything else he's not a playmaker he's not a rebounder like maybe he gives some sort of like emotional stuff that i that i don't have a read on but he doesn't for for my from my perspective, he doesn't provide anything else when his offense isn't going. So when he misses three shots, as Bob underscore Deager on Twitter suggests, that's it. You got to pull the plug. You get him. You let him take three. As soon as he misses that third, sorry, dog, you got to go to the bench. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with y'all. Um, I, I, it took me a little while to come around on this. Obviously, if you're a regular listener, you know that I was a little hesitant. But at this point, what's 
how are they going to be worse playing Derek Jones Jr. and Nazir Little those minutes? Um, those guys are good enough to beat the really bad teams, as the Blazers are, are capable of doing. And when they play against good teams, they're not competitive. So it, that's hence this whole episode where we are crowdsourcing ways to fix the Blazers. So I think the less mellow, as, as offered by Tyler and Bronny and Randy and Scott, I'm with it. I think this is the solution. I should probably say a solution. It's probably not the solution. This is like the one thing holding the Blazers back, but it's certainly um, it's certainly one of them. Uh, there's more though, more offered, more solutions offered by by listeners of this program, and that's what we'll do in the second segment. But first, let's talk about Indeed. If you are looking to hire quality candidates, you need a hiring partner who helps make your life easier. You need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality short list of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet the must-have qualifications and schedule complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. Indeed makes connecting with and hiring the right talent fast and easy. With tools like Indeed Instant Match, giving you quality candidates whose resume on Indeed fits your job description immediately, and Indeed skills tests that on average reduce hiring time by 27%. You can choose from more than 130 skill tests or add your own. Then add your must-have requirements so you only pay for applications that meet them. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. So if you're hiring, you need Indeed. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. The offer is valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. Simply the best tasting protein bar on the market. No other way to do it. All their flavors are great, and each one of them are covered in 100% real chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. If you have dabbled in the world of protein bars in the past, you know they're dry. They can be dry and chalky and gross. That's not what Built Bar is doing. Built Bar is making a delicious bar. And each one of them is low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high in fiber. They taste great. They're pretty darn good for you. And they're, they're a, they are a better and more nutritious snack option than the other sort of sweet treats you might be reaching for. Take, for instance, cookies and cream. That's 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and just 4 net carbs. Good and good for you. Go get yourself some. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski takes you through all the major news stories in every major sport with the help of our local experts. So subscribe to Locked On Today on the Odyssey app or wherever you already get podcasts. All right, let's continue on with our, our fan our fan source solutions to fix the Blazers. We talked about Carmelo Anthony. Now there's another big headline that fans have offered including this one from at Slime and Simon on Twitter, who says, have CJ bring the ball up more to avoid game Dame getting trapped as soon as he crosses half court. M.F at Sheed underscore Zers underscore Dame on Twitter says, play CJ in more of a backup point guard role. I like Powell being Dame's secondhand man, less ball stopping when Dame gets trapped. 
Team Mom at TC Biggs on Twitter says, have Norman Powell and CJ handle the ball more. Make Dame figure out ways to get himself open off the ball. He's currently trying to do too much and good teams make him pay. Derek E. Phillips, that's Derek underscore E underscore Phillips on Twitter says, there has to be a relief valve for Dame Traps up high, which requires slashing the basket. Put Norm at the two and Little at the three. Have CJ be in charge of the second unit off the bench. Mikey Byer at Sandwich Boy on Twitter says they need to run Dame off the ball through screens. I know he doesn't like to do it, and but it would open up so much for the offense for other cutters and shooters when he gets taken out of the play as much as he did tonight. He's really not doing anything. Yeah, I, I think this is a diagnosis that's been true for a while. Um, I don't think I don't think that's all coaching staff, and I'm glad that. I'm glad that Sandwich Boy came in to to provide some provide some sort of context here. Is that Dame Dame doesn't want to do it, but at this point, it is an obvious solution that needs to get done. And um, when I was watching the, I joked about the Pistons game at the top uh, the top of the show, but I did I did indeed watch the Blazers beat the snot out of the Pistons on Saturday. Um, and third quarter with about three minutes left, the Blazers came out of an ATO and they ran um, they ran like floppy, which is a of sort of just like a basic basketball set where uh, Dame is on the baseline and he can go one way and it's a double screen or he can go the other way and it's a single screen. He gets to choose. He makes the sort of decision. Uh, the, it's maybe not like what the Blazers call it, but that's the action, a floppy action. Screens along the baseline to f- free Dame up coming towards the rim. Uh, and he took he took the double and he came he came hard off the double and the defense jumped to him and Ennis Cantor was the guy who set the low screen and he opened up wide open for a dunk. Uh, he he didn't catch the pass super clean and he actually got fouled in the layup attempt, but it was a perfect example of what I think we are all saying and seeing. It's not just to get Dame these like catch and shoot flying off screens. It's to leverage Dame as a scary offensive talent and I think that's the thing that um, the coaching staff has failed to convince him is that he can leverage it some of it is his personal preference like they run high pick and rolls because that's what dame wants to do but the the like adjustment at this point is that they need to they have these sets they have you know three four five eight of them in in their uh in their back pocket or in the playbook or whatever and they just need to go to them more um you know they don't run a ton of just like straight up design stuff in in any given game but they need to they need to run more of it um because it's not just getting Dame to come off a screen, because I think they run like two away for Dame a bunch. They'll send two, you know, he'll go to the corner early and they'll send two and he'll come up and he'll catch and he'll survey and wait and then it'll just flow into a high pick and roll. Um, I would be more apt to see not just that single action, but stuff where um, the that action the to get Dame off the ball allows other guys to sort of play off it and leverage it. It's not just two away and then you kind of clear out and, and open up a side for a side pick and roll. It's two away and, and if Dame doesn't, um, you know, and then maybe the action isn't to Dame or maybe you do a handoff with Dame and then he flips it to someone else or, you know, it's just like you can... Terry is a creative offensive mind for all of his um, all of his faults. Like he he's capable of drawing these things up, and he has people on the staff that are capable of doing it. Whether he's capable of of coaching a consistently good defense, that's another question. He's been capable of coaching good ones at certain points in his career, but not um, not for you know long stretches that would make you think that he is uh, particularly good at it. But he's a good offensive coach. Like he's he can draw it up. It's just they're both stubborn, and I think that's that's really the thing that's holding this team back is that Terry's stubborn and Dame is stubborn, and they might be stubborn in different ways but it ends up sort of manifesting itself in this let's just try to ram this square peg into the round hole of a trapping defense 
you know, high pick and roll the the other team knows what you're going to do. They've, they have, you know, teams can, while pick and roll is, is really valuable and Dame's really good at it. Like teams, if, if you only show them that thing, you know, 38 times a game or whatever in your, in your 85 to 110 possessions, if, if, you know, 40% is just a straight up, you know, dummy action, high pick and roll, they're going to be able to cover it. And they're going to be able to cover it with an aggressive defense that has taken Dame out. So I'm with it. I like some of the solutions in here, though. Um, I didn't really love the Derek Phillips's uh, solution to um, start Norm and, and Nazir, but I like I do like the idea is that you have, when you swing off, off of the traps, you have two guys that want to go downhill towards the rim. I like that. Um, I would, you know, my, my gut says, you know, play CJ cause to play better players, but I, Derek, that's thinking outside the box. I like that. Um, you know, have Norman CJ handle. Yeah. I think if you could convince CJ to be, um, to be like a true point guard mode to save the season or something, uh, that, then I think you could get him there. Like CJ's not that, and, but he's capable of sort of like tapping into that. And I think the Blazers, um, they got to get him to say like, Hey, tonight, you tonight, you're going to run so much action that you, that you just take over point guard duties. You're the one tonight and Dame's the two and see if that changes things up. I think, I think that's a pretty good solution. Uh, straight up taking Dame and CJ splitting up their minutes, like play Dame and CJ as a straight up backup point guard. I don't love, but I'm at this point. I'm not going to criticize it, but yeah, in general, have other guys bring the ball up more. Um, I, I, these are, these are creative solutions. These are obvious things that I, I agree with. I've seen in the same way that it's like play less mellow. It's just, you have to figure out how to get, get Dame off the ball. I'm a hundred percent with it. I agree. I think yet again, Derek, Mikey, Tara, M.F. and Carrick's Lorax of the greater Metro area, Slime and Simon. Great solutions. Thanks. All right, let's come back in the third segment. We got some sort of off the wall stuff from uh, not as not as thematical, and we'll go we'll go through those. But first, let's talk about Bet Online. Bet Online is just the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. You want to bet on the Blazers losing to a bad losing to a good team here in the future? That's the place to do it. You want to bet on NHL games or MLB games, both of which their seasons are heating up. You can do that too. If you don't want to bet on sports, there's award shows, reality TV, and all of that is covered by real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline's got you covered for real-time news and scores too because it's the best way to bet and it's free to sign up. So head on over to their website, betonline.ag, and sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's betonline.ag. The promo code is locked on and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Still a pass first point guard. Still Mike Richmond, and you're still listening to Locked on Blazers. Shout out to Dre Slaps, who makes the music for this program. You can find a work to all, a link rather, to all of Dre's work, his merch, and his music in the episode description for this very episode. Remember, support local music. Appreciate you, Dre. All right, so we have we have crowdsourced solutions to the Blazers problems. They're they're in a bad way, and so far we've got less mellow or even no mellow or the actual solution every time mellow misses three shots yank his ass 
We've got off-ball solutions for Damian Lillard, which is either just moving CJ to the second unit, which is a, a big move and a creative one, or just having CJ and Norm handle the ball a little bit more. Both really solid plans. Um, I don't I don't think they're going to happen, y'all, but I think these are solid, realistic plans, and that's what I was looking for, some sort of um, some realism to how you would fix the Blazers. Because you watch, if you listen to this podcast, if you're listening to this podcast, you really like the Trailblazers. But now it's now it's time to be a little we're we're less thematic, a little wilder. This one first one comes from Jake Hefner at Hollywood Hefne on Twitter, who says more ant. Yeah, I'm I'm not really an ant believer, but it can't hurt at this point. I mean, why not? Uh, I mean, I guess it could hurt. He doesn't really seem to solve the Blazers' problems. He's another guy who kind of spaces and doesn't pass. He's not a very good defender. But at this point, I don't know how I could be critical. More ant, sure. Let's go. Next one comes from. Luxury tax at Rip City on Twitter who asks, I'm begging Stotts to please try a lineup of Derek Jones Jr. at the four and Robert Covington at the five. The only times he runs Rocco at the five is with Melo alongside him. His absolute refusal to try a lineup of Dame, CJ, Norm, DJ, and Rocco when going small makes no sense. Yeah, so this is pretty funny. Um, after the Blazers lost last week, I was texting with Jason Quick, um, friend, of the po- friend of the podcast, the best Blazers reporter that there is, and and friend of mine for real life friend of mine and i i mentioned this exact lineup i said uh you know it's it's truly bizarre that we have seen zero minutes of Derek jones and robert covington when they go small like i can't believe that they signed these two dudes and we haven't just seen it and if you if you listen to this podcast you know that the thing i'm most critical of coaching is who plays and when um the sort of like tactical stuff like i just nba guys know more than me but like who plays and when I think the biggest thing that a coach does in any given game is decide what combination of players is on the floor and not trying this combination in the same way that he never really tried Gary Trent Jr. next to Damon CJ um, is is a pretty big mistake. It's um, not because it's like an obvious winner, but because why would you not? Why would you not see it? Why did the Blazers sign Derek Jones and Robert Covington to not try them at the four-five in a small lineup? Why does why does small always mean mellow? Like it just it doesn't make any sense. I'm with you, luxury tax. Next question comes from JJ here. Next solution, rather. I'm in I'm in mailbag mode. This is a solution night. The next fix comes from JJ Hewitt at JJ underscore Hewitt on Twitter, who says move Derek Jones back to the starting three. Powell plays when one of Dame or CJ sits. Yeah, I like this. Um, there's too many, too many lineups where it's just Dame and others or just CJ and non-Powells. Uh, Terry went away from it for the most part against the Heat, um, so maybe he's he's going to go in that direction, but I agree. Like, always have one of the guards and Powell on the, on the floor. Um, and moving, I don't even think you need to move Derek Jones Jr. back to the starting lineup to do that, but you certainly can, JJ. I'm with it. Family Twine at Family Twine on Twitter offers this solution. Shuffle the rotation to have Nurk start the second quarter which limits the Cantor and Mello minutes in the first half and takes some playmaking pressure off CJ with the second unit. Might also think about giving Dame giving Dame the Celtics game off. Well, I don't think sitting Dame is the solution. I wanted the solution to make the Blazers better. Um, I'm not against it. Like, Dame looks... Something's off with Dame. It's hard to say exactly what it is, but something either physically or he's just worn out by sort of the state of the Blazers. Um, it's... <laughs> they're not in a good spot. And so I I I I feel like at this point the rest dame is just like they're going to lose anyway who cares. Um 
I don't think it's like a solution to win games in the future. Uh, you might disagree with me, but I, I think this is just like, a, to me, that's a white flag. And if you're ready to wave the white flag, no, no criticism for me. Next question, Rip City Sofa at, or next, next solution. I keep saying questions, solutions, y'all. Rip City Sofa at Dodgeball Sofa on Twitter offers this solution. Three, actually, solutions. Derek Jones Jr. starts, employ more zone, start Ennis so Nurk plays with Mello. Yeah, um, this, the, I've, I've seen people offer this solution too. Um, I, I don't love just straight up starting Ennis because I think he's gonna, I think he's better against second units, better against backups. I think you can hide his deficiencies a little bit more, but, um, the, in the, in the just spirit of this podcast, why not? And I, I do think the let Nurk play with Mello and to avoid the pairing is a smart solution. I do like that idea of it, but, um, I worry that, the trade-off doesn't really end up being a net positive. But again, why not? At this point, why not? I'm all for it, Rip City Sofa. The other one, employ more zone. Yeah, um, the problem with the M an NBA zone, like in college and high school, you can just park someone right in the rim. You can park someone at the rim and you can just defend the paint by parking someone at the rim. But the way it works in the NBA with illegal defense is you kind of still have to match up in the zone. And in fact, if you don't match up in the zone, you're going to get got. Um, so <laughs> I don't think the Blazers are like connected enough to play good zone defense. Um, it seemed like a solution they were going to try more, but when they recently deployed it, um, against the New Orleans Pelicans, I think was the last game that they used it regularly. They got torched because they just don't find guys and they don't communicate like to pass off. Hey, you have him now. Hey, he's corner. You stay corner. They're just that it, it exacerbates. their already bad communication on defense and and Derek Jones back to start sure why not why not get his length in there get his get his athleticism um I'm not a big DJ guy but I but yeah I mean I can't hurt and and now we've come to the actual solution this is it we I got a bunch of questions I filtered them all in here we got it we got it honestly no one uh you know some of this is is selection selection bias or whatever but like all of you came with good, these are good, reasonable solutions. Um, I don't know if every single one of them will work, but there's none of these in here are not worth trying and not worth looking at. If the Blazers are in the place that they are, why not mix it up? So yeah, no mellow, more ant, go zone, play Norman Powell at point guard, start Nazir Little, let's do all of it. But the actual solution comes here from Vandervoorty at S. Vandervoort on Twitter. He says, this point, I'm ready to consider letting people like free throw guy back in the arena. And y'all free throw guy could solve this free throw guy could stand up with his custom t-shirt, take off his nice, le nice leather jacket. He could wave his arms crazy. And he could will these blazers back to home court advantage in the playoffs. You let Jest, free throw guy, shout out to Robert M's, free throw guy's government name. Blazers are, it's over. Get the, get the parade ready. It's over. Bring back free throw guy. Let's solve this now. Neil Olshay, Neil, whoever's listening that can send this to Neil and you know who you are, send this to Neil now. Let free throw guy in. Get free throw guy inoculated and get him in the arena. He's the Blazers' only hope. Coming Monday, we'll do Mailbag Monday. It's the weekly mailbag show that I record each Monday evening and post on Tuesdays. 
We already got a whole bunch of questions lined up. So if you want to get yours in, you better go ahead and do it now. Tweet at me at Mike G. Rich or email the show LockedOnBlazersPod at gmail.com. We do that each week. Uh, occasionally we get a little overflow and we have a special delivery mailbag. And right now, looks like we, we may have a, specially, a special delivery mailbag pending some interviews that I still have emails out on. But in any case, mailbag's a ton of fun, so get involved if you want to. And just tell your friends about this podcast. Tell them they can find it wherever they already get podcasts. Just search Locked on Blazers. It'll be there waiting for you. Appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon.